started therapy a couple weeks ago and of course I wanted to tell you guys all about it because it's a part of this bigger phase in my life that I'm currently going through right now and I just wanted to share all the details with you guys in case anyone was wondering if therapy is something that they should look into for themselves. Now, I want to preface this episode by saying that I'm not trying to shove therapy into your face, first of all, and everyone is entitled to their opinion on how they feel towards therapy. This episode is more to give you insight on how I personally feel towards it and how I'm using it in conjunction with everything else that I'm doing to be a better person moving forward. So to be honest, I never really gave much thought to therapy until maybe like a couple months ago. It was never something that I felt like I needed and it was more of like a privileged concept to me. Something that people rely on when they're going through a tough time in their lives and need help to process their emotions or trauma. It didn't seem like something that was necessarily like what you would turn to when you're dealing with smaller things in your everyday life. And I should have known better than to trust movies or TV shows on what therapy is actually like because for the sake of entertainment, everything is obviously like 10 times more dramatic and it's just not a good depiction of reality. I don't know anyone in my personal life, or sorry, I didn't know anyone in my personal life that was in therapy. And aside from movies and TV shows, I never had a proper understanding of what it actually was. So the thought of me going to therapy never even crossed my mind because I always felt like I had my friends to talk to whenever I encountered some sort of emotionally propelling situation in my life. This is something that you guys know about from my previous episodes because I'm always talking about this. I'm always talking about how my friends are just the most amazing listeners and they really gave me the confidence to be more open and vulnerable with my feelings. So I didn't think it was necessary to talk to someone that was essentially a stranger and pour out my heart and be vulnerable because they would never understand me the way that someone that's been in my life for years and years would. That was kind of just like the way that I looked at it for the longest time. Now, that was kind of like a misconception that I had in the past. In theory, I shouldn't have thought that therapy was about getting advice from someone. It's about a licensed professional that is helping you realize things about yourself on your own terms. And they're not meant to ease you down one path or another. They're helping you figure out better coping mechanisms as you navigate your own emotions. It's supposed to be unbiased and a place to sort out your own emotions as you talk about the things that affect you. So that's essentially the biggest difference with getting advice from your friends versus talking to a licensed therapist. I love my friends to death, don't get me wrong. And honestly, half of the time, I don't take their advice. In my heart, I know that deep down, I already kind of have like 
my mind made up and I am such an impulsive and emotional person that I immediately act out on how I'm feeling which is something that I'm learning to not do it's really fucking hard though like one of my toxic traits is that I succumb to my emotions fairly quickly and I feel like all bouts of like logical reasoning it just leaves my body okay like learning how to be less reactive and to sort up my emotions before doing anything has been difficult but I'll actually explain how I've been managing it with something that my therapist has been telling me to do later on in this episode so over time I've realized that going in to these conversations with my friends with the hope that they will listen to me and um, I'm really just looking for the additional reassurance and validation that I'm not crazy. Sometimes, you know, you just want your friends to validate how you feel and that's perfectly okay because who doesn't want to feel validated in that way? Yet at the same time, these people are giving you advice based off of their own personal experiences and it can be biased. Sometimes your friends will validate how you feel because they love you, of course. Even with the kindest intentions, your friends can only do so much for you and you also have to realize that yes, while being a good friend means being there for them when they're going through a difficult time, not everyone can be in a good mental and physical state to help you with your problems when they might also be dealing with theirs or their life is just like super busy because everyone has their own obligations and responsibilities. So this is something that I've learned through the years. I used to just kind of like vent and rant to my friends whenever but over time I've realized that you know that was kind of extremely inconsiderate of me. I can't assume that everyone just has a capacity to listen to me on my own terms. Now, when I have an issue that I want to talk about, I like to ask if they have the space to be able to listen. If they can't, then, you know, it's perfectly fine. Just because they're my friends doesn't mean they owe me their time and I'm entitled to it. I know that they care about me, of course, but that doesn't mean that they have to, like, listen to me whenever I feel the need to talk to them about something, like, major. I should consider it a privilege that they're giving me this time and space. Understanding everyone's boundaries is important and I recognize that I have friends that are like extreme people pleasers so I want to put in that effort to make it easier for them to establish their boundaries as well. As someone that's like a people pleaser themselves, I don't want anyone to sacrifice anything for me but you know that's besides the point. So I'm kind of at this point in my life where I'm starting to realize that I can't solely like rely on my friends for emotional support. Now I'm kind of in this point in my life where I'm starting to realize that I can't rely on my friends for emotional support. I have to be able to regulate myself and develop better coping mechanisms. The whole thing of independence has always been a really scary thing for me and it's something that I've been looking at straight in the eye these days. I've always had this habit of clinging to people because it feels safe and I don't have to confront my issues alone but there's going to be moments in your life that will require you to face your own demons by yourself otherwise nothing will change change is obviously a hard thing for anyone and it's not light work that's 
for sure but sometimes you run into situations where you literally need to change otherwise you know you'll regret it i've talked to my friends before on the topic of like do you think people actually change and i've been getting pretty mixed responses on this some of my friends say yes others say no I personally don't think that people change and I say this out of like personal experience because I don't know a lot of individuals in my own life that have changed drastically throughout all the years that I've known them. Now, don't get me wrong, everyone changes to some degree as they get older. If they go through, you know, some traumatic shit, etc, etc, it's just like, um, you know, a part of life. I think that what happens is that people develop different thinking patterns and coping mechanisms in result of that but um, inherently I feel like a lot of the values and traits that you have just kind of stick with you all throughout life. You might get better at masking things or certain things may become easier for you but I believe that there's still a lot of core traits that you kind of carry with you all throughout your life. But that is just what I personally believe. You can disagree with me. That is perfectly okay as well, but that is just my two cents on it. Um, so yeah, back to therapy. Um, depending on what you're trying to get out of therapy and the mindset that you have going into it, the whole experience can be different for everyone based off of the therapists that you have, what kind of methods they practice. So what I mean by that is like when I first started looking for therapists, I didn't know that there was actually so many different methods that therapists can specialize in. I just thought they all like more or less had the same things to offer. But then when I started looking at the profiles of all these different therapists, I realized that there were so many different treatments approaches such as mindful-based practices, solutions-focused, or even art methods where you can express how you feel through like painting. Like there's just so much and I'm just scratching the surface right now. It's also important to look at what topics they specialize in, like depression, um, anxiety, relationships, family issues, etc, etc. So there's just like so many different variables that you got to take into consideration. Like for me, I knew that some of my non-negotiables were that the therapist had to come from the same ethnic background as I was. So I wanted someone that was Chinese and I also wanted her to be female because I would feel more comfortable that way. Feeling comfortable and safe around your therapist is extremely important, of course. Otherwise, how will you expect yourself to start giving away all these intimate details of your life if you don't even like trust them, you know? Um... It took a bit to find the right one because I was also conscious about the price point since I'm not being covered by insurance and I'm paying out of my own pocket. It definitely slimmed down my options quite a bit. So if you're a college student, you should double check if your school covers the cost of therapy or if they offer therapy services or if your workplace benefits um, cover that as well. Honestly, I wish that I took advantage of that while I was still in school, but like I said it just never crossed my mind um i was dealing with a lot of shit back in uni too so it would have definitely benefited me hella but yeah so i needed someone that also specialized in anxiety because as we all know i deal with that quite 
a bit. Um, after a couple of weeks of browsing, I finally narrowed it down to a couple of people. So normally what you'll do is you'll have a consultation call to ask questions and see if it feels right, but you won't fully know if they're like a good fit until you're a couple sessions in. Everyone that I've talked to that goes to therapy has kind of given me the same advice of like, oh yeah, you got to do a few sessions to know if y'all like vibe. Um, the consultation call isn't really like a good indication of whether or not you found the right one. So you really just got to like give it time and like let the relationship marinate, you know? Um, during my consultation call, she asked me why I was seeking out therapy and I gave her my reasons and she believed that it would be a good fit because I fit into the topics that she specialized in. I've only had a few sessions with her so far, but I am absolutely loving it and it has already benefited me a ton. I'm going in with like this mindset of wanting to change and develop better coping mechanisms. So the way that I'm approaching this session is with the intention of identifying why I feel these negative feelings and just why I get so anxious and how can I prevent myself from falling into like familiar self-sabotaging thought patterns. I mentioned to her that I enjoy writing and journaling over all other mindful practices because I feel like when I'm writing, I'm extracting like all of these thoughts out of my head and it gives me a lot more clarity of how I'm feeling and oftentimes it helps me calm down a lot more and it gives me like um, a more logical thought process after a very sort of erratic emotional outburst. I feel like I write the most when I'm feeling sad and upset because it's just one of my outlets. So if you were to ever flip through my journal, you'll see that like literally 70% of my entries are just me being like sad and frustrated over something or other. Once my therapist knew that, she mentioned that I could read out my entries to her and we can digress them afterwards and I love, love, loved that idea because I'm just not the best with articulating things on the spot. Like even with this podcast, I write out scripts so I know what to say. I just can't like jump into an episode without like any idea of what um, I have beforehand and I like literally just have to plan out everything. Before, I used to kind of just like beat myself up over that because I felt like it was really disingenuine and I always wondered like, how are some people so good at articulating their thoughts on the spot? Um, but over time, I realized, you know, like these words that I'm writing down, they're still in my voice and tone. They're still coming from me, you know? So really like, what's the difference? There isn't. It doesn't make it any less authentic and I shouldn't feel bad about that. So with the limited amount of time that I can see her each week, it's important that I get all my thoughts and feelings across in a very coherent and logical way without missing anything. She can only help me based off of what she knows, so it's important to paint the best picture that I can for her. And I think what's really great is that she established, like, right away in, like, the first session was that, you know, you know yourself best, like, I don't, like, really know you, so it's important that I'm able to really, like, get my point across, and sometimes that just can't, like, happen until I've kind of, like, planned out what I've said and I've had 
had some time to like think upon it um I think sometimes when I get too wrapped up like in the moment or I get like just even a little bit anxious I like fumble a little bit with what I'm saying or I completely like will kind of change up the story a little bit not by too much that I'm like lying or anything it's just like I'll leave out a really important detail and it's like integral to like the story so it's very important that for me I'm writing everything out like before a session that way I can tell all that to her I also noted that I like having tangible things to work on after the session so she makes it a point to send over like worksheets and things for me to read over afterwards. The last session we talked about was all about setting boundaries in relationships so she sent over quite a few worksheets for me to do which I'm honestly very excited for like homework on better understanding yourself like honestly amazing I eat that shit up anyways for me I mainly started like therapy because like I said in the beginning it was all about trying to realize more things about myself how do I go about um, ending these self-sabotaging thought patterns how do I become less codependent all these things and they all go hand in hand with insecurities and all these other like childhood trauma shit that's been like going on in my life for so so long um, and I don't want to dig too too deep into it just because I just recently started therapy so I can't say too much but I did want to end this episode on the note of this tip that she gave me when I told her that I'm the type of person that likes to overthink a lot, right? About like the future and past situations. It's the kind of mind wandering that's obviously super detrimental because it pulls me away from whatever it is that I'm doing and I find it difficult to refocus on my task and it's just insanely unproductive for me. So if you ever find yourself doing that, this is what she told me to do. She told me that it's important to be more mindful and stay present and I can go about doing that in a way where I'm taking in the environment around me. So that means listening closely to the sounds around me, the way that things look, and really just soaking in the atmosphere. Whenever I'm downtown, just walking outside, normally in the past, what I've done is just put on my headphones or turn to my phone. I've stopped doing that recently, like even when I'm on the subway, because I feel like that just makes my anxiety like literally 10 times worse because I know that I'm doing this out of a way to distract myself from everything that's like happening around me and I want to just like go into my own little bubble, but in the act of doing that, it just makes me like way more anxious. And I know that a lot of people like to be distracted. So they'll like listen to music, put on a podcast and really just tune out the world that they're currently in. And that's totally fine. But I would definitely recommend having days where you're not listening to anything and you're really just absorbing everything that's around you and just being more present really just taking in the task that you're doing. It doesn't even have to be like, oh, when you're out on a walk. It can even be like um, when you're doing like one of your hobbies. I know that there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast when they're like sketching or um, when they're doing their homework, anything of that sort. So I want to set out this exercise for you to do of 
being more present and being more mindful and staying in the moment and seeing if that makes a difference and seeing if that makes you feel more relaxed and more in tune with yourself. Um, another mindfulness practice that she mentioned to me is something called leaves on a stream. It's a lot longer to explain and I won't dig into that during this episode, but if you just Google it, it's um, an exercise worksheet should pop up that gives you a step-by-step breakdown of how to practice it. It's a cognitive diffusion exercise, which means that it's supposed to help you let go of thoughts that you're attached to, which can cause you suffering. Being aware that you're thinking in these negative patterns typically give you more power over them and allows you the space to change them. Now, I personally have not done this exercise, but I told my boyfriend about it and he said that it really helped him. So I wanted to mention it just in case you guys wanted to try it out. If there are any other mindfulness practices that you guys find to be super helpful for your anxiety, please do share with me on Instagram at Gems Coffee Shop. I would love to know more exercises to help me out in my day to day. And of course, I would love to talk about them in a future episode to help you guys um one thing that I will say is that being more present in what I'm doing has given me kind of like the ability to take back this feeling of deep focus where I feel like I've kind of lost for a really long time I think it's so easy to get distracted and to avoid being with yourself in your thoughts especially if all you've been having are negative ones Um, So I totally understand why people feel the need to like distract themselves all the time. Um, I've come to realize that for myself, like I really do want to change these thought patterns and I would love for you guys to join me on this journey and I'm going to continue to tell you guys about how I'm going about doing this because it's a whole fucking process. That's all I can say. But yeah, that is everything in this episode. As always, thank you so, so much for listening and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.